Welcome to the No Filter Photography Podcast. I am your host, Ronnie Cook. Today, I have another amazing photographer. She is from Pennsylvania and specializes in doing the portrait photography, but she also does the stranger session photography. Please help me welcome Ariel Pelton. Ariel, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. So can you tell the audience a little more about yourself, please? Sure. Um, so I, um, I'm actually, I will be 31 here in a couple weeks. I live in Clearfield, Pennsylvania, and I am married and have two boys. They're ages four and two. And um, I am a portrait photographer, and I, I specialize in like I said, portraits, and um, lately have found success in stranger sessions. Awesome. So how exactly did you start doing photography? So I've always loved doing photography. I always had a digital camera uh, when I was younger. And when I really got into it was when my mom who has always done photography as well, asked me to take over for her. She couldn't make it to a senior photo shoot. So I did it for her and I realized I loved doing it and I was very creative and I had fun doing it and editing the photos that I decided to start my own business. That's well, that's pretty Keep it in the family, the family business. Um, What camera did you start with? Did you start with a point-and-shoot? It was a Canon T5 Rebel. Oh. Um, yes, it was. I can't remember what my mom had at the time, but I borrowed hers because I didn't have my own yet. And then for Christmas that year, so a few months later, my uh, I actually got one for Christmas, and it was the Canon T5 Rebel. And I had that up until a couple months ago, and I've upgraded. Wow. How do you like your upgrade? I love it. And I, um, it's the Canon 4D. I can't remember the exact name right now. And then a Tamron lens. And it's just absolutely amazing. I should have upgraded a long time ago <laughs> <laughs> to that camera. Yes. So for your very first one, the one, the, the photo session you took over for your mom, cause your mom couldn't make it. You said, how did that very first session photo session go? It went really well. I actually knew her, which helped. And it was just kind of a learning experience. And we went, I remember we went to a Creek and I brought my kitchen chair with me because I was looking up ideas on Pinterest at the time. And we put the chair in the middle of the Creek and had her sit on it. And I posed her and I realized I was like, wow, this is actually really fun. And I can use, you know, I've, I have a knack for this. So I think I have pictures of her at a farm too. So we went to a couple different locations and just kind of played around. And that kind of gave me an idea of how to pose people. And it actually, it went really well and they really enjoyed their photos. That's good. That's always good when the customer enjoyed, enjoyed their photos that you took. And even though you're nervous, probably. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, I remember being pretty nervous about it. So, all right. So that was your very first session covering for your mom. So when you started doing photography on your own, how did your very first session go? Were you more relaxed with it since you you already got one in? Um, I think I, when I started out, I had my friends, you know, I offered them I said, let's do some photo shoots and have some fun with it. So I was doing it with people I knew, but going, this was back in 2014 when I started, I guess I should have mentioned that I started doing this in 2014 and it's been so long, honestly, I can't, I think the first session, you know, I still get kind of nervous too. Um, I've, I've been pretty confident, but it's, you never know what you're going to deal with, but I think the very first person or family that I dealt with that was not a friend. Um, of course I was a little nervous and I, I wasn't as outgoing as I am now. So I wasn't really sure like how to pose people. So it was probably very awkward back then. 
Um, but now I know what to say and what to do and how to pose people. So that is I feel awesome. pretty confident with every session I do now. Yeah. Back then it was more like, you know, there's, it was stiff. Everything was stiff back then. And then now it's yes. like, okay, everything's relaxed, yep. you know, Hey, just, you know, do this, you know, have a, because I've heard from a photographer that the first, like, I don't know, 15 photos that she takes are just going to be thrown out because that's when you're just stiff. And then afterwards, you know, you relax a little more, you start laughing and, you know, giggling and, those are the ones that she liked. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, right. I make sure to take, sorry. No, um, you're okay. I make Go sure ahead. To, I make sure to take um, a lot of photos so I don't miss anything. And I always talk to my couples or my families beforehand, get to know them. Um, so they're comfortable with me. Sometimes they tell me how they want to pose or how, you know, who they want in the photo. So it just kind of, it's easy that way. But over time I've learned you know, what to do and say. And it's been more, I, I find that if they show up and they seem pretty stiff, I know how to make them more comfortable and relaxed and we can have fun because a lot of people don't like getting their photo taken. And, um, for example, today at my church, um, I was taking a photos of a family and all of them looked stiff and they didn't smile. And I said something to make them laugh, like, oh, come on, guys, you got to pretend to be happy or something. And they all just burst out laughing and I got the best shot. So I always know like how to make people laugh. And if, you know, if they're one of those that won't smile, then it is what it is. But, um, but it's kind of got to capture them, you know, their real emotions and not, not too posed. It's not that fake laugh or that fake smile that right, you want. Right. It's I that exactly. It's that like what you said, you know, you made something and they laughed. They actually gave their actual, you know, smile, not the you know, the cheese when your mom's trying to take your picture and you you know, you fake right. that smile. <laughs> yes, because I I honestly don't like fake smiling. I feel like I'm terrible at it. So as a photographer, you know, I'll, I'll see the husband that's kind of grumpy, doesn't want to be there. And I'll be like, oh, come on, act like you love her. Or I'll say something funny and I'll get them to kind of laugh. And and I get the I snap the pictures as they're laughing and capture their real smile. Um, it just looks so much better that way. Yeah. And then at, by the end of the session, the husband finally warms up to taking the photos. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the person. Right. So how, all right. So you, you do portrait photography. How did you get into the, the blind date doing the blind dates and the, you know, taking their pictures? So I have seen them before. I, I had seen photos where they were taken in a boudoir form. Um, so they were a little more intense than what I do. And I never thought about doing them until I was on TikTok one night and I saw a blind date stranger photo shoot and it wasn't boudoir. It was just a regular photo shoot. And I thought, Hmm, I really want to try this. I wonder if I can find, you know, how am I going to find one person, one man that will be willing to do this? So I put some feelers out. I shared it on my photography page and then I took that post and shared it to two local groups in the area here asking who would be interested and the amount of interest that came in between men and women was crazy. Um, I think the next morning I had about 40 people messaging me and I created, so I created a form, a Google form, like a survey to get people to, to apply. And then that's what I've been using, but that's how I got started. I wanted to try it. And I thought, you know, I don't want to, I don't know how other photographers do it, but I want it to be more than just taking two random people and putting them together. You've got to figure out if they, you know, if they're compatible. So in my, in my survey, I asked them to put their interests their hobbies, you know, stuff like that. And once I had enough, I think I had probably 50 applicants before I started scheduling these, um, I go to their page and I just kind of see what they look like. And I do some research 
um, see if see if it's something if they look compatible if they have enough in common are they going to like what they see when they take their blindfold off it's more than just going to the shoot and you know just faking poses and making it look unnatural I want to actually capture the connection and thankfully I've been pretty lucky with my session that's pretty cool now so how many of after how many have you done so far i have done four so far and i've only been doing it about two weeks and so how many of them like all right so how many of them out out of that four have started talking after they doing the photo sheet um i believe three I, really? I know the first, well, I know the first couple added each other on Facebook and it hasn't gone anywhere. So I just, I don't think they, they're going to go anywhere just yet. The second couple, I know they've, they've been friends on Facebook and maybe had talk of hanging out. Um, and then the third couple definitely, definitely hit it off. They were like the most successful one of the first three. And then you know, every time I message them, there's nothing yet. It's like, oh, well, you never know. We'll see what happens. But this last couple I did yesterday, I just knew, like, I had, I have to have a good feeling about them before I, I schedule. And it, they hit it off right away. They exchanged numbers. The third couple did too. And they did say that they were um, scheduling. I think they were going to schedule a date. I don't have it confirmed, but they were both pretty happy. And he actually, he was so nervous. He was messaging me the day oh. yesterday saying he was shaking. He was so nervous. And, and I tell them all, I said, you're all equally nervous. It's, you know, just take a deep breath. And um, afterwards he had told me and he had made a post saying how he had so much fun. He commented on her post saying that she brought out this this uh smile that he's had hidden for so long and that he he is so glad it was her and it just they connected and he seems to be really happy you could see from the beginning before he took the blindfold off to the end where he was completely you know his just full his whole face lit up he was smiling um it's more than just pretending I guess Mm -hmm. Um, some stranger sessions could be um, just two models that want to pose. But to me, it's more of like matchmaking and finding a connection. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't. And I haven't put it out there, but I had one, I was supposed to have two sessions yesterday, but unfortunately the first one was a no go. Um, Once the blindfolds came off, the, the girl realized she didn't want to do it. And (laughs) I figured it would happen. Um, and I, I should put, you know, when these people apply and I talk to them that, you know, there, there is a chance there might not be a connection or an attraction, but I want you to try, you know, to have fun with it. And unfortunately this, this couple, or she would not go through with it. So that was a bummer, but that was, um, the other four have been successful that is pretty awesome i'm definitely (laughs) yeah you know i tell you what i definitely in six months i want to have you back on the show to see how many more you gotten and how many how much success you've had with it that is for sure i'll put that in the notes (laughs) okay i'd love to um another thing to add is i made a tiktok for each session i haven't done it for my latest one i haven't had time yet but the first session um, I posted on TikTok, not thinking it would go very far, is currently at um, half a million views and 40,000 likes. And my followers on TikTok have gone from, I think I was at 5,000 up to, I'm at 15,000 followers as of now. And these people are loving it. And they're, um, they're commenting from, you know, come to Arizona, come to North Carolina. And I said, I would absolutely love to. I mean, I've got two little ones and I don't think it's possible right now, but that would be absolutely amazing to start travel 
like traveling to do this. Um, but on top of that, I've had a couple girls from Ohio and New York who are going to come to me. Um, they want me to find them a match. And if I do, they are willing to drive the four hours to come here for me to do the photo shoot. So I think that's pretty awesome that people are willing to drive out of state to to get me to do their photos. Oh, yeah. You are so, the modern day Cupid. Just put it that way. <laughs> yeah, I'd like <laughs> that's I, I think it'd be fun to become a matchmaker, but there's also, you know, I'd be afraid of running into some some legal issues and mm-hmm. creepers as to put it nicely. Yeah, we'll we'll just keep it at that. We'll put it nicely. Yeah. So what do you think has improved since you started doing photography and what do you think still needs to be improved? So definitely the um the edit the editing has come a long way. In the beginning, I would use an online editor and I would do filters and I'd do different things. And thinking about now, it makes me cringe a little bit um, because not everyone wants a filter on their photos um, along with the the editing. I feel like with every photo shoot, I my editing gets better. And, and as far as the lighting and the posing goes, I've come a long way with knowing how to angle them um, when to schedule sessions is very important. I try not to do it like midday because that sun can really, it gets in their eyes. It casts shadows on their face. The best time to do it is, you know, early morning or in the evening. So um, I've just, as far as like something to work on, I, there's always room for improvement. So, you know, I'll be, I'll be doing a photo shoot and I get into the moment and I'm having fun and I get home and realize, Oh shoot, there was a shadow on their face or, um, I pose them a weird way or something, just something that it's like, okay, next time I will be more aware of that. Yeah. So there's always, it's always a learning process and I always feel like I can improve and I feel that I do with every session. Yeah. That's always good though, that you feel that, you know, each photo session that you do, you get better as you go. Yes. Um, it's always, like I said, it's a learning process. No one's perfect. And I don't think any of my sessions are, uh, there's a lot of, what I'm trying to say is there's a lot of photographers out there where they use the same filter or same presets in the same location for every photo. And I'm not like that. I try to change it up. And sometimes I use a different preset based on the, um, the emotion or um, they're not all the same. So sometimes um, sometimes I think I should, you know, I try to make them the same throughout. But uh, I lost my train of thought there. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I do the Um, same thing. I try to make them consistent, but at the same time, I don't want all my photos to look exactly the same, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Um, What do you think that you have learned since you started doing photography? I've learned so much. Um, (laughs) It's what I've learned. It's more than just pointing a camera and taking a photo or looking through the lens and just making sure it's, it's even, it, it's so much more than that. You need to uh, learn the sorry, camera. To, well, you need to learn your camera, but you've got to work with um, angles and poses and it's, it can be difficult. Sometimes I, I still struggle sometimes depending on, you know, if it's a large group or, um, let's say there's a huge height difference and I'm trying to get them the right way. So you've got to get, you've got to get the pose going. And sometimes I don't even see the pose in my head until it happens. And sometimes I move them around like puppets or I'll, um, for the one photo session session, um, we just walked around the park and said, okay, where can we get these photos? Um, and, I just kind of move them around, just play around with it. But you've got to, you've got to have an image of of what you want. It's more than just, Hey, stand there, 
you know, look at me and smile. It's, you've got to capture emotion. You've got to do different angles. Um, and that's just kind of what makes, what makes the photos look the best. Yeah. I mean, it's true though. And, you know, like you said before, every time you don't do it in the same location and you try to capture, you know, not the same angles. So you're not like doing the same thing every time. Right. So, um, what do you use to edit your photos or your pictures? Currently I use Lightroom. I've used Photoshop, um, most of the time, but Lightroom is so much easier. Um, there's less steps to do. And, um, I actually, I have different presets, which I try not to use too many because you don't want it to look too filtered. So just depending on the, um, the type of session, you know, I can use different presets and play around with it, but I find it so much easier than Photoshop unless I have to, you know, go in and remove some blemishes and there's something in the photo that shouldn't be there. Like a car drives by, I, I can do that in Photoshop. So, so when you first started doing editing everything, <clears throat> and I know you, you said you use some kind of um, editing app did you ever when you post do you have an instagram i do it's so, felton dot photography okay so when you used uh to up to put your photos on instagram you know how they're they have a um they kind of have a edit like the tool filters. yeah did you ever yeah. use those it, it was like that. It was before I, I don't even think I had Instagram at that point, but it was, I can't remember the name of it, but it was an online editor and they were filters just like Instagram where um, I would go in and, and put the different filters on and then I'd save it and then post to Facebook. That was before, uh, once I got into actually doing my business, then we purchased Photoshop and then I started using that. Yeah. I've noticed Actually, I think I have it on my phone <clears throat> where when I first started taking photography or doing photography, I would use an app and I thought that was the best in the world. Now, looking back at it, I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I posted that. And I did it, <laughs> I did it that way. I was like, oh, it's, you can see so much of a difference from when you first started to now. Yes, definitely. Um. If someone was looking to get into doing photography and looking to buy a camera or and some gear, would you recommend them buying a new camera and new gear or use camera and use gear? Honestly, um, I would recommend, depending on the type of camera they want, to start out, you don't need anything crazy expensive. So I would go with used gear. Or if you go, um, I think Amazon has a couple canon like kit camera kits for like five hundred dollars it depends on their price range but i would definitely try to do used to start out and then as you build your business and grow and you become more confident and you learn more about your camera then then you can go into some um, higher end gear it took me a few years to get there but and i'm glad i did i just wish i would have done it sooner but it doesn't hurt to start out with just a kit, you know, the camera with the kit lens and everything. And then, um, and then after a couple years or when you feel confident to upgrade or if you have the money, then go for it. Yep. I actually started, <clears throat> I did a lot of research. I went, you know, did YouTube. I, I visited Walmart, Best Buy, um, Target looked at so many cameras. So many times I went in there and I looked, looked, looked. I actually got the kit, the uh, Rebel T6 with the, uh, it's around here somewhere, but it had the short uh, or the long lens and then the short lens. And I got the Nifty 51. So that, mm -hmm. I, that's why I still use it. But it, like you said, it depends on your price range. If you're just starting out and you're a college kid or you're 
14 years old, I know you don't have a lot of money. You might use your mom's or dad's or whoever's mm-hmm. kid or uh, kid um, camera. But if you're able to, like you said, I agree with you. You get a used camera. There's nothing wrong with it. Even a mm-hmm. point and shoot. You can, I mean, it does, it depends on the point and shoot, but you can still get a point and shoot where you can do the ISO, you can do the, uh, the shutter, mess with the shutter or anything like that. Right. And you mentioned the nifty 50. I actually, I was doing photos for a girl who is getting, was getting into photography and she told me about the nifty 50. So I went and purchased one and that takes amazing photos, but you can't adjust which is one thing so if you like to adjust and you want to zoom in then you need to go with a different a different lens but um, yes I've, I've noticed that too where if you want like I'm trying to take a I do a lot of landscape uh, photography and when I want to do do that I have to you know either walk in to get the right angle or I have to I can't zoom in or out so I thought Go, you know, walk a few feet back to get the angle, or I have to pick and choose on what where I want to stand. Right. So it's a good. Don't get me wrong, though. It's a good lens, but just be aware of that if you ever mm-hmm. if anybody that wants to buy it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So if you weren't taking pictures, what kind of photography do you think you'd be taking, or do you think you'd be doing photography at all? Do you mean, um, like, if I wasn't doing portrait photography or? Yeah, if you weren't doing portrait photography or doing these uh, blind date or stranger sessions, what do you, what kind of photography would you be, do you think what you'd be doing? Um, Probably uh, the landscape. My mom, like I said, my mom has been a photographer uh, for as long as I can remember, and she specializes um, shout out Sue Radel photography on Facebook, if anyone's interested, but she is, she specializes in landscaping photography and animals and, um, and she'll even add scripture to her photos too. And I started doing that up here too, a little bit, but I think if I weren't doing portraits, I would, I would probably be doing scenic or even trying to work with, uh, like restaurants and places to try to do like, take photos of their products or even real estate. But I enjoy, definitely enjoy the poor. I, I enjoy, you know, the joy on people's faces and capturing emotions. And it's, it's so much better than just taking a picture of a nice tree. <laughs> So. <laughs> right, but no, you're yeah. you're right. You know, you take somebody's photo, and it's, it's even before it's edited, and you know, you show them, and they're like, "Oh, wow, you that's a really good photo of me." You know, suppose you know how they always say, "Oh, you caught you know you got my good side." So, and they're like really amazed that you know you took a photo, a really good photo of them that they never had before. Right. I actually just got an, a message. I'm trying to bring it up here. I have my laptop open. Um, I've I had two messages about how they were complimenting me and being able to capture the emotions. And let me find it real quick to read because I think it's important. I just got to find the person here that I was talking to. And you can, while you do that, I want to say is that you can get, you know, advertising, you can do a lot of advertising on Facebook and, you know, Instagram and TikTok. But really, I feel that photographers really get business from the word of mouth of their customers. Yes, exactly. Um, I have a friend that was just messaging me today about starting out. And I said about building her portfolio, because as you build your portfolio, you do friends, their friends and family will see how well you're doing and then want to, you know, do your photos or, um, you know, you, someone has a great experience. They're going to go tell someone about it. So it's always good to have word of mouth. Um, 
but here's the message I received last night. And she said, I started following your page for the stranger sessions, but notice how much chemistry and emotions you capture. That speaks a lot about the photographer. And then she goes on to say that she wanted, she wants to get a picture of her and her husband with her husband. Um, she went on to say that they had a wedding photographer that only provided them with photos that looked staged. And she had maybe less than 10 that had genuine smiles and, she said, we were all very happy that day. So that's something to think about too for new photographers is to not pose too much. Um, you want to capture the genuine smiles and the and people having fun. People, you know, you don't always want posed photos. Um, and then she says that she showed her husband my photos and he was one to say, why do we need them done? You know, because he's a man and men don't like to get their photo taken. And she showed him the photos that I just did here. It says, I just mentioned to hubby about us getting a random session. He was kind of hesitant at first until I showed him photos you've taken of how much emotion you capture. And he's like, that's incredible. And that was big for me. Oh um, yeah. Hearing that last night that, <sighs> you know, I didn't really think about it until I heard it from some people that, you know, they see it. She wasn't really wanting to get photos done but because she saw that I was able to capture that. And it's not just people posing. Um, that's something that they want. Yeah. I mean, and then so, like what we said earlier, you know, if you pose them and it's the fake smile and you mm -hmm. pose them, they look stiff and it doesn't look real. You're not capturing right. the real emotion of the bride and groom where, you know, this is supposed to be the happiest day of their life. And it, it just looks so stiff that like, uh, you know, what you see, I don't know, in um, photo sessions for like models and stuff like that. Like in the magazines. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You. You know, you think about it as yourself. What kind of photo do you want hanging on your wall? Do you want one where everyone's standing in a line and they're just kind of half smiling? Or do you want one of your family um, laughing and showing their their actual smiles? Um, you know, it's you can tell a lot by just looking at a photo, too. Yes. Yes, I, I agree. So... Do you have any tips for anyone that's wanting to start doing photography or wanting to get into photography or portrait photography or doing the first date or the stranger session sessions? So I will start out if you're if you're wanting to start out with doing photography, um, you want to build your own business. I would recommend getting to learn your camera and different settings, um, ISO, the shutter speed, all of that. Um, learn to work with the lighting. That was my biggest issue there for a little bit. Um, you got to find the right time of day, the right lighting. Um, and what I would recommend is to start out offering free or discounted shoots to build your portfolio so i'll build your portfolio first before jumping into anything you want to show you know you want to have something to show to people like why do i want to come to this photographer so you you can create a page on facebook a business page if you want to start out that way or even a group and then you can share your photos there you can start building an audience what i did was i had friends i i charged it wasn't anything crazy, maybe $40 for a photo shoot that, you know, was like an hour long. That's super cheap. So you build your portfolio and then you just kind of go from there and you got to market yourself, um, get yourself business cards. I carry them with me and I hand them out to people. And, you know, a lot of people are like, Oh, I've, I've been looking for a photographer. So you just kind of market yourself as well. And Pinterest also helps me. I'm, I'm not afraid to admit that, but sometimes I'll get on Pinterest and look up different poses and, and get different ideas, but, um, also try to think of some creative ways, some ways that you're different than other photographers. Don't go off of them. Don't copy them. You know, Oh, this person's doing, um, let's say they're doing Easter minis with, you know, a real rabbit, which 
that that can get into some legal that can get you into a legal mess because you have to have documents and all that so um but what i'm saying is try to create your own your own sessions your make your own what makes you different than the others um don't try to copy the others and be like okay how did they do this what preset are they using try to go with your gut and use your own creativity because um and it doesn't hurt if some of your customers go to a different photographer because everyone has different uh, tastes and styles. So uh, keep that in mind as well. But I would say definitely do some research and educate yourself. It doesn't hurt to get education. I feel like I still need to get some more education on it. Um, I've just been going off of eight years of experience right now. So, uh, and then as far as the stranger sessions, like I had said earlier, it's more than just taking two random strangers off the street and putting them together. So if you want to start offering that in your area, get on TikTok, um, what you would do is advertise it. I created a Google form for them to fill out all their information, name, phone number, um, interests, um, something you could add on there is like, what is their height? Because that's something you don't think about. Um, my first couple had a whole foot difference in there. Oh, wow. So, um, you can add in as many questions as you want. Um, it's, you can kind of play matchmaker, but be careful. Um, I would create some kind of contract so people don't come after you if the person that they ended up with is like stalking them. So you just gotta be careful with that. Um, but what, what I do is I just kind of make sure they're compatible and um, make sure that they're, you know, you can run a background check if you want. Um, I haven't been able to do that because everyone I've had so far, we've had a lot of mutual friends. You know, I'm just kind of going off of their Facebook profile, really. Um, <clears throat> and then setting up, I try to find, you know, a local or a public park, public place. Oh my goodness. Public place. Like I've been using parks. So make sure you do it in public. And once I find my match, um, I have them park so they don't see each other. Explain to them that have fun, you know, um, one one thing you can say to them is there is a chance, you know, even though I think you look compatible, you know, that there might not be attraction and you got to keep that in consideration. You might want to tell them this before they come to the shoot, but you know, are you willing to go on with the shoot? If you don't find a track, you know, that person that very attractive or they're not your type, you know, are you willing to just have fun with it? And, um, you know, if they're, they're like, no, I'm looking for someone, you know, to fall in love with, and they're really not the right person for the shoot. Um, right now I'm, tr I'm trying to play matchmaker, but at the same time, I, I'm not perfect. I'm not, I don't know these people. Um, I'm not going to be able to know, you know, set them up with their soulmate. And I've gotten pretty lucky though, but like I said, I had one that didn't really work out and it happens. I mean, unless you ask them exactly what their type is, then you can't really, you just, it's just got to have fun with it. So, um, you, you want to try to get them to be compatible and attracted to each other. But at the same time, these people that sign up, they should know that, um, you're going to be having, uh, photos done with a stranger. So if that's something you're not comfortable with, you probably shouldn't sign up. Um, I don't know if I'm missing anything as far as the, the stranger shoots, but it's definitely a big hit and people from out of state are saying, Oh, I wish I had this near me. And, um, I guess if you, if you're interested in trying it and you want some advice, um, you can message me on Facebook and I can help you out. Um, give you some tips on it. Um, and when you earlier, when you said, you know, don't copy what, another photographer is doing like their presets and the way they shoot. I would say if you get to, uh, 
I say, uh, what can you what do you call it? Like shadow another photographer to see if he like doing it or not. Take their photography, what they do, and put your twist on it. Mm-hmm. So you know if they do it this way, okay, you know I can have him stand here, but you know put your twist on it where you know he's standing the same way, but in a different way. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Yeah, like um, a lot. There's a lot of competition out there. I try not to see it as competition because I have friends that are photographers, and we have different styles, and um, we we help each other out. I get photos done with her; she'll get photos done with me. Um, so I don't I don't see it as competition. But if I were to shadow someone, I would show them, you know, this is how I pose, and um, here are some different ways you can try it, but yeah, I mean, shadowing, you can, you can kind of play around with it, try different poses and stuff, but it's best to not copy the other photographer, um, their style, their, you know, be you find your own style with it. Mm-hmm. I agree. For sure. Um, it took me a little bit to find that. Because I would just, you know, pose people and be like, oh, okay, this looks okay. Um, but to me, it's like, I I try to schedule my portraits where there's like, like by a river, um, by a really pretty tree. So I add, you know, I get some nature in there. It's not just um, posing someone in a studio in front of a fake background. You You know, I try to get some actual nature in there. And then I also like rustic and antique items too so when i have my mini sessions i am always collecting things for it and i just kind of set them up in a certain way so like when i do my easter minis or christmas minis um i do them i have a studio (laughs) sorry i do i have a studio because of the weather but um, I try to set up different options for them. So there's other photographers that will be doing Christmas minis or Easter minis, but we're not doing the same thing because you gotta, you don't want to have the same setup as them. You don't want to make it look like, you know, why would I pick you over them if you know you have the same setup? Nobody's gonna know. Type gonna thing. Um, another another thing would be. Um, to get creative. So for Christmas, instead of just regular Christmas minis, I do um, Santa. I have a Santa that comes and the kids come and sit on Santa's lap and I capture the raw emotion of the child sitting there on Santa's lap, you know, and it's, it's absolutely amazing. It's better than just posing them. And usually the kids are crying, but um, so I try to do different things, um, different ideas or themes for shoots you know you don't try to do something different so you can lure more people in you know why do you want them to come to you instead of this other photographer Mm-hmm. that's right have you ever tried doing that um oh what is his name uh, the green guy uh the grinch yes um, I have not. I've thought about it, like having the Grinch there with Santa. Or are you thinking of the photos where like the kids are posing and then the Grinch comes behind them or something? Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I think I've seen that. I don't know if I've really considered it, but I'm I'm always up for changing things around or you know, changing up sessions and I right now I have a kind of small studio, so I won't be able to do that. But I've seen it on TikTok it where, fun. yeah, on TikTok where the kids are sitting on like on a bench and the Grinch is, you know, hides behind a tree and then something else, right. and then he's walking up behind them and he's behind them. The kids are all smiling, and all of a sudden they see him and they just haul butt. And the photographer yeah. gets the emotions and everything, and, and it looks so cool. <laughs> yeah, so I feel sorry for the kids, but it, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's that would be funny. I just don't know anyone around here that would have a Grinch costume, but um, right. <laughs> yeah. 
So I appreciate you coming on the uh, my podcast. Is there any uh, Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok where people, if they want to see more of your work? Yes, um, I'm on TikTok, so I'll spell out my name. If you just search my name on Facebook, um, I'll come up. I'm Pelton Photography on Facebook. Um, my first name is A-R-I-E-L-L-E, and Pelton is P-E-L-T-O-N. I think if you search my full name on TikTok, it'll come up. But right now, my my name on there is like an underscore Ari dot Christine. Um, I didn't want my full name out there. Um, and I wasn't sure if I wanted to do just strictly photography on my TikTok because I have I do fun ones with my kids and stuff. But um, that's my full name. If you want to find me on Facebook, follow me on Instagram, Pelton.photography. Facebook is Pelton Photography. I've been posting all my stranger sessions. I have more to come. I'm pretty excited about when I have scheduled. It's not until the end of July, but um, I have a lot of people applying now. I'm up to 130 applicants. So I've got to go through and, you know, weed some out and try to do some matching. And it's a full-time job right now. <laughs> so, no, I, like I said earlier, the modern day keeping is yes at work right I, now. Yes. I think this would be a fun idea for a TV show. I know they have um, married at first sight and love is blind and all that. But it's actually for the people. I mean, people can see the emotions in the photos, but you have to be there to experience the photo shoot or the when they're standing there with their blindfolds on and their hearts are pounding and they're about to throw up because they're so nervous. And then they take their blindfolds off and you can just see them just calm down instantly like, okay, all right, this isn't so bad. Like there's a connection here. You know, she didn't set me up with someone, you know, crazy. Not, yeah. <laughs> that was, yeah. So, um, and then the people have described that the rush before taking off the blindfold is, um, is just something they had never experienced. So it's more, it's, it's so much more than a photo shoot. It's, I mean, oh, the last, the last photo session I had last or yesterday, they took off their blindfolds and I think the people right down below that were fishing, the one guy gave him a standing ovation and clapped because he could tell that he was, um, I don't know if it was because of the type of photo shoot we were having or he, he could tell that this guy looked pretty happy and he was just like, oh, he's like, all right, this will, this will work. But right? it's it pretty cool. Yeah. The, the people around are like, what are you doing? Is this a blind date? And, um, yeah, so he got a standing ovation, and then she she goes, I think we um, matched on Tinder. And I was <laughs> like, oh, my gosh. So I think um, I think they had previously matched on, matched on Tinder, and um, they didn't go through with it or anything, but she said, that says something because I don't, you know, I'm pretty picky. So I, I think that's pretty fun, and I, I think it'd be fun to, you know, start something. I wish, you know, I hope this goes viral and – people start doing this more and um, yes and i will be sharing um updates and and i have each person messaging me their experience so we can share that as well um because it's it's actually really incredible if they connect and they're attracted it's it's really really cool to be a part of and if y'all want if anybody is listening y'all need to go check out her tiktoks it has the behind the scenes and definitely keep us updated on the couples after they, after the photo session. Yes, I will. I will try to keep um, everyone updated on TikTok. Um, and if you, yeah, if you want to get a hold of me in a couple of months, we can kind of see where, oh, where things I'm have been. But um, I, I think it would be absolutely amazing if only did like, a couple date out of this, but if they actually ended up getting married, oh. I did that. <laughs> so it right. would, um, I've had a couple people actually witness the, um, the stranger sessions and it was just, they just say, it's just so crazy to see that instant connection or that it, when they take the blindfolds off and they first see each other, it's something it's unreal. Um, 
something that needs to be, you know, I record each one so you can see. And on the TikToks, you'll see that. You'll see their first their first look. And some of them, um, my, my third couple went right into the kissing and they were so comfortable with each other. It was like they were already a couple. I don't know how they did it, but um, it's just... That's one of the reasons. It's been an incredible experience. It's built, my business has grown. Um, just sharing it on my photography page, I used to get maybe 10 likes for a post. I'm up to 100, 200 likes for the Stranger Sessions. It's said that my photography page reaches about 24,000 people now. Um, it, it has really blown up and it's incredible to experience this. And I hope it keeps going because this is just something that. I didn't expect, and I, I definitely have a passion for this. I, I can tell very, very much, yeah. and that's what caught my eye was when I contacted you to see if you wanted to do this interview. I saw I was scrolling through TikTok, and I saw that, and I was like, "Man, that looks pretty cool." I'll, you know, maybe she would like to tell the story of you know the back the behind the scenes of how mm -hmm. this stuff works. So. Yeah. It's and, it's more than just picking two random people. I put a lot of time into this and man hours. And um, I'm some people don't charge for their stranger sessions, but because I had so many interested, I just charged a small fee um, per person because that covers my time. Um, you know, like taking the photos and editing. You know, and it and it's the, like an experience for them as well. And if it ends up that it's not a good experience, then I won't charge them. Mm -hmm. So um, it's just, like I said, I just was laying there one day or one night and thinking, I wonder who would be interested. How am I going to find one single guy that will be willing to do this? And here I am, 130 applicants later on a podcast, <laughs> TikToks at 15,000 followers. I keep getting notifications. It's, it's crazy. So, um, yes. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you coming on and sharing your journey. Yeah, no problem. I'm glad you, you found me and gave me this opportunity to share my experience. Yes. So if anybody's, like I said, and before anybody's listening, go to her TikTok her Facebook and her Instagram or whichever one I'll list that in the, in the notes. But I appreciate you coming on, and I hope you have a good night. All right. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. It is always amazing being able to sit down and talk to another photographer and get their opinion on photography and how they got started. Like always, I want to leave you with a quote. If you are out there shooting things will happen for you if you're not out there you'll only hear about it with that being said it's kind of like like ariel and her getting to strength get strangers together for a blind date photo session if you don't get out there and try something new you'll miss out on so many opportunities i want to go i want you to go out and try something new with your photos go into town Ask someone walking down the street if you can take their photo of them. Or try doing something different. Or try doing a different kind of photography. Like street photography or do black and white. Don't be afraid to fail. That's how you learn. Thank you for listening to the No Filter Photography Podcast. Don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you haven't already, check out my Facebook page. No Filter Photography Podcast. I appreciate it and I'll see y'all next time.